Right. So yeah, I remember the buildup to MTAC O and you know the the first keep star kill and all that and everybody was hyping that up and getting ready for that and i think that this 10,000 number may not be a fantasy because this is we're just it's about to break 3700 in 7x and i just there's another <laughs> 6 or 9 wire good god or it's 4200 right there I'd expect goons to have similar numbers to 7x, and I mean, whoever else just shows up a third party. I think breaking 10,000 is definitely a possibility. Is there anybody left? Is there? Is the Providence going to send a fleet up? I assume they have our citadels well, I mean, to deal with I the think, entire time. I think Providence is going to be waging war uh, in in Providence against a lot of empty uh, vacated seats. And... Yeah, that's the disappointing thing, right? Like, we'll be up here all day. We can't do anything to stop anything they do. And there is nothing they can do to dislodge the foothold that we've got in their space today while we're completely occupied somewhere else. Nothing they do will have any effect. They can create timers for later. There's the iHub. There's the G5, uh, the first iHub that PL put down in Providence. That that comes out of reinforced about about the same time. I'll check now. Right, but in the great scheme of things, who actually cares about one individual well, uh, iHub yeah, that you're no, staging exactly. offensively? But probably will care. You know, that's the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, yeah they will, they'll care like crazy. They, man, if they kill Riven and Interceptor, they drag his body through the streets like a like they're wearing Mogadishu. Yeah. It's amazing to watch them parrot an Interceptor kill. So, yeah, if they get a chance, they'll definitely take the iHub out. So I guess they won't show up. Maybe we get some Russians? Maybe, uh, maybe I've got some plans to see if I can uh, save that iHub. I wonder if the Chinese are going to show up. Fraternity. Those guys... They've uh, they're kind of the next the next potential great menace, you know. China, what in China now? One of the things that just came up out in chat from Omni One Eighty One is that can you bring up how the Keepstar timer doesn't slow down with tie dye? And uh, can one of you go ahead and sort of explain how the timer functions and how it is relative to tie dye, just for those people out there that don't quite understand it? I was told I talk too much by your stream, so I'll I'll let somebody else handle it. Oh, that's not true. Uh, I know it's not true, but, and I know it's screw that guy. But, you know. yeah, anyway, so I, I can explain it. I can explain it if uh, if nobody else can. Um, but actually, um, there's things going on. I need to kind of pay attention a little bit, uh, so I may may have to jump oh, out. Go ahead, grab since you're not yeah. flying anything. God damn it! All right. So when the game slows down at ten percent time, there are certain timers that have never been affected. By that time and citadel timers are one of those there's a repair cycle that it goes through when it comes out of reinforced mode that timer will run in real time regardless of what speed the game is running at um so there is a thing when so many people get into a system and start fighting over a, over a structure that the time can slow down so much that it's almost impossible to actually do the damage you need to do to reinforce the structure uh, it almost, in a lot of cases, it will actually heal itself, um, and there's nothing you can do to stop it because your guns only cycled three times in that in the period of time that it it needed to heal. So, um, it kind of sucks a little bit that it's like that. Um, even if I do benefit from it from time to time, I feel like it should, you know, be relative. But I I don't know anything about how the game is coded, and I don't want to pass judgment on the game company because it could be something that they don't have the ability to necessarily change. Now that said, a lot of the other timers that were like that, they seem to have fixed up. Um, I think um, CCP, I seem to remember there was a post on Reddit saying that they 
could change it. It's not a technical issue, but it's kind of a gameplay thing where if it's 10% tie-dye and it's going to take, you know, three hours for a timer to repair, that's not super engaging gameplay and that CCB doesn't really see a reason to change it right now, but they might consider that in the future. We're about to show them a reason to change it because yeah, it's definitely a huge yeah, bonus for the defenders. And when I remember, what was it? The first keep star onlining, uh, the node crashed or something and nobody was able to kill it. I mean, yeah. they did explain on Reddit that the reason that they're not immediately doing it is because that uh, clock that controls the timers is also uh, connected to other nodes and that if they change the timer that's on 10% tie day, that will inherently affect all the other timers that are connected to that clock. So they would have to do some sort of a systematic change to make that function. And we know how CCP is about going at actually alterate, altering their base code. Well, their base code is yeah. scary. It was written by a dude that I don't think some other code is Okay, so this is a story. With, whenever you hear somebody make a legacy code joke, uh, one of the original coders, I believe, and CCP Games does not uh, talk anymore, I guess you would say. And he wrote some of the important bits of code, like bosses and things like that. And so they have problems whenever they try and interact with that code, and they call it legacy code issues. Um, and it's legit. Like, I, I mean, if I built something and somebody else tried to come along behind it and didn't quite understand what I did, they'd have a problem. Um, and they have that problem from time to time, which is why I think they're all really excited to get rid of POSs finally, because they don't have to deal with that legacy code anymore. It used to be tied into crazy amounts of stuff. Um, and they've slowly been amputating and cutting off those things and not by adjusting the actual POS code, but by eliminating the things that it was attached to, like, like the sovereignty system changed. They didn't change the sovereignty code. They wrote entirely new code and just stopped paying attention to the old stuff. And it was actually still giving them problems. Uh, I believe during Dominion solve a little bit some of the legacy POS code for sovereignty. So, yeah, yeah, there you go. Two million lines of <laughs> undocumented code. So it's kind of it's, it's kind of nutty. Going back to the actual timer and tie to unpack that for viewers who might not be familiar with the mechanics. So, when this reinforced timer comes out and the repair timer comes out, that repair timer lasts for fifteen minutes of actual real time. Now, since the server will almost certainly be at 10% tie-dye, that means that the actual time that it will be vulnerable for is only 90 seconds. However, that time can be paused if the damage cap is hit and is continued to be hit at any point. And the, the damage cap, obviously, they're going to need to do uh, more damage than if there was no tie-dye, right? The actual... Isn't that right? I think the, the sort of output yep. of your damage needs to be higher as well to, to make up for the fact that you're doing less damage over time because you're slowed down and, and it's not. Right. Your DP, your DPS is affected by tie-dye. Yeah, everything else, every action that you will take in the system is affected by it, except for that timer itself. There's other things, though, that aren't affected, like uh, I believe it's like anchoring um sino jammers or whatever or like the little mobile sino jammers and bubbles mobile bubbles well? yeah, yeah they all function at normal speed as well and they're not affected by time dilation in any way shape or form so uh that like that's another thing that like i believe that probably should be too like if i can't shoot your sino jammer you shouldn't be able to just online it in front of me i get to watch it while my gun cycles one time around and it onlines 
no, no, man. Do not link skill training to time dilation. Actually, I don't care. I got 325 million skill points or 335 million skill points. I don't care what happens. Or 230. I got a lot. I got enough. You can do whatever you want to skill point training. So it looks like All we're right. seeing some, um, some stuff coming on field here. We've got, it we, uh, looks like a Macario fleet coming on field on the Keepstar. A Macarial fleet coming on. Oh, Scorpion uh, fleet. I'm sorry, a Scorpion. Scorpions, actually. Uh, we're actually looking at, uh, right now, in, in around 9 tech 4, 7,700 players that have logged in. Uh, EVE Online has about uh, 37,000 players that are actually uh, logged in right now. So it's a good percentage of them that are actually uh, near this fight. Yeah, actual total login right now is pretty high for a Tuesday, too. Yeah, about Eek. 20%. You can up near that 40,000 number. Yeah. So, uh, Celine, what are we seeing there on the uh, uh, staging for the north? Uh, it's about 3,720-something. It's just kind of slowly ticking up now. It's not doing much in the last 10 minutes or so. I think that, uh, who the hell knows? I don't, I, I, it's just getting bigger. <laughs> yeah, I think the spike happened a few minutes ago when we were talking uh, earlier. Conga line's getting longer. I mean, that's a big deal, right? Is that right? I just, uh, I just said 100% tax in my corp. So, you know, no fucking ratting for a little while. And real BNC, thank you so much for the Twitch. Prime subscription. I guess to explain for viewers who might not be understanding what it is that's warping in on grid. So those scorpions are all capable of fitting in their mid slots, ECM jammers in. That's what the scorpions roll bonuses of strength to ECM. So those ECM jammers will be and then applied to hostile fighters that are coming towards the keep star and will jam out the ability of the fighters to do damage. And uh, so they never get rid of these uh, scorpions. Uh, what team or, is that in? It's a those are P yeah, those are yeah, goblins pinged for scorpions, so they're using that to defend the actual keep star. Yeah, there was, uh, what was it? Uh, that's pandemic horde, isn't it? Yeah, sorry. Sorry, I'm having to step away a bit as uh, NC is um, talking over comms in two different comms. So, yeah, we're not necessarily mobilizing yet, but there's definitely some activity. I'm sure the same is the is true for the South, uh, the Imperium, and so uh, we are still. Mm, looks like an hour and fifty minutes uh, away from this battle starting off officially, but. The North and the South will try to get positioned before the fight actually starts. So you may see activity starting to happen already. Yeah, they're going to try and establish grid dominance. Um, each side is going to see if they can get control of the grid. Because I mean, if there's 3,000 people there, even if you have a giant fighter swarm, you don't want to send a fighter swarm into 3,000 people because then you just lost all your fighters. Just a quick shout-out for Zombie Possum for uh, Twitch Prime sub. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, and I guess because, you know, you've got that 90-second window of repair in sort of like in the damage time, you know, they're going to want to be almost 
you know, they've got to be ready to shoot it the second it's vulnerable, really, because of the amount of time it takes to get that damage applied and get the timer paused. You know, you can't can't wait till the timer comes out to to send the fighters down or anything like that. You know, it's got to be ready to go um, the second the, the timer comes out. Imperium is up to 3,500 uh, on for their side and they're staging, getting ready. Like we said, some may be deploying already to get into the grid or get into the position in the grid, but there's definitely activity happening on both sides. We're still an hour and 45 minutes away from this fight or the, uh, the Keepstar becoming in, uh, vulnerable, which is actually when the fight starts. But again, there's a lot of pre-positioning and grid dominance, as, as Grath was explaining. Something else you haven't discussed that might happen here. The defenders might form up a massive wall of bodies. Defend the Keepstar because of sheer numbers. Um, time dilation wrecks the system. The timer counts down, ticks off. Keepstar gets saved. Uh, the defenders stand down, and the Imperium re reinforces it. Uh, that's what happened last time. And there's a good possibility that could happen again. It would be a meta use of time dilation, right? The mechanic. You, you basically make it such a miserable... Uh, fight it's not possible to even uh, tear it down because you can't possibly do enough damage over time and uh, it it is going to keep ticking down at its normal time unless it's paused by somebody doing damage to it so it has uh, 15 minutes before it's completely out of uh, vulnerability it's not just some damage either there's like a minimum damage you have to do to pause it i tried to pause um an Astro House and a Kronos didn't really work out that great for me. <laughs> is it a, is it possible that you would try to just hold, this would be a, a test of endurance that they would keep it paused as long as it took for them to, you know, basically start to log off. Maybe that'd be wild. Wouldn't it? I mean, yeah, I think endurance is going to be uh, definitely a factor this evening and tomorrow morning. And, throughout you know yeah if that's a strategy that's like um uh, it's not unfamiliar to the imperium that uh, they used to call it waterboarding where they would uh basically make it torture to to use capitals against them because they would trap you and hold you on the field as long as long as it took and a lot of people can only play the game for three four hours at a time and then they have to log off so they were stuck well, as long as as long as you can keep it paused, right? Then that means you're doing sufficient damage. You are whittling it down some. You know, the the goal is to the goal is to not let that timer run out, right? And then see what else is going on out there. The damage to keep it paused, though, it um, doesn't change with tie dye. So you'll have to be doing way more damage than you would normally, even past the damage cap to keep it paused. I don't know. It's something crazy, like hundred thousand DPS per second, even more than that, I think. But it's a lot of damage. Yeah, we're over 8,300 players uh, in this general area between the two camps. Again, that... If you notice, CCP Falcon hasn't said anything in a stream for a while. I actually think he is currently right now fighting a fire. <laughs> Pedaling. <laughs> so the South has uh, 3,500 uh, combatants online in the area in staging, and the North has 3,800 in their area. Uh, and these two groups will fight 
They'll preposition and fight for this keep star, and it will live or die, uh, depending on the actions of the next, uh, what, five to ten hours, really. Uh, actually, CCP Falcon might be joining us here in a moment. Uh-oh. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> he's going to come on. I, I, I just have this feeling he's going to come on, and he's going to do a PGL guilt us, shame us coward us into <laughs> he's gonna be like you guys are a bunch of pussies get out there and fight alright our viewers are coming up to 2000 uh, we're trying to get you the best context for this fight the deepest uh, knowledge base to get you information this is definitely the advanced players uh, group here uh, and we hope to get uh, even more knowledge with CCP Falcon. And if the Imperium can actually successfully take down the Keepstar, that would be huge, not in and of the fact that they killed the Keepstar, but it would be probably the first time in recent memory, if not the first time ever, that the Imperium or former CFC has ever really offensively used a large super capital fleet and then successful offensively with it. Yeah, that's a good point. And we do have CCP Falcon with us. How are you doing, oh, Falcon? Oh, snap. Trying to find his button. We'll assume that he'll uh, find out how to speak in a second. All right, I got the button. Hold All right. Hey, I dragged you in a bit early. Uh, moderator, you were making the point just now that if, if the Imperium actually wins this fight, it'll be what? It would be a massive morale uh, boost. If, again, people were alluding to, you can only cry wolf so many times before your people lose morale. And the morale victory saying, we as the Imperium took on what is essentially the entirety of the North and won a strategic objective goes in hugely to the willingness of people with these heavy assets to want to log in in the future should the Imperium want to continue using them in an offensive capacity or any defensive capacity they have something to point to and say, hey, we made this work. And then you get more experience under your belt for your super capital FCs. This is hugely valuable for them should it actually go successfully. I also feel like it's um, it's a real watermark that they can't overcome um, being outmanned uh, because the Casino War, World War B seemed to be a, a clear case where they could not get as many people on the field as were coming at them. And so there was no choice for them but to run, basically. It was Declan, though, right? Like, that gave him... Yeah. It's, it's one of those far-flung regions that sucks the life out of you. There's no content around you. All your content creators got bored and stopped playing. You were left with a new series of FCs who had not tested themselves in any real fights at all. And so you have a bunch of players that are unsure about joining those fleets, whereas now you've had you know, basically a year for those FCs to cut their teeth. Uh, you're in a much better position. You've had a lot more content thrown your way over the past, over that period of time than instead of the, you know, six years of ratting and Declan or whatever. Like they're in a way better place than they were at the start or even the finish of World War B now, just through, just because of time, like time, time they get the new guys broke in. And rolling back. Okay. I mean, rolling back the clock to two years, going to, uh, the casino or World War B. Uh, the Imperium started out uh, rather poorly 
with their assault onto Losek and trying to install that voice race system. Losek more or less banded together and fought against the Imperium and prevented that incursion from having much of any success. And the initial doctrines that were chosen in that engagement by the Imperium weren't initially successful. And that compounded to people on the inside of the Imperium not wanting to show up into fleets. And then when we saw entities like Kishu and others start to chip away at the Allies and form up for the Imperium not be what it should have been, uh, everyone realized, oh, hey, this might actually work. We can go into Declan, go into Fade, and actually kick them out of the north. So uh, Falcon, uh, not to take anything away from the conversation and direction, but we have Falcon here. We want to know what it's like behind CCP. How's it going over there? Yeah, I mean, everything looks pretty fine right now. Um, I'm not getting uh, huge, huge torrents of email from TQ saying, ah, help me, I'm dying. Uh, so we're all good at this <laughs> point. Um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, it seem to be fine. A little bit of tie-dye here and there, but... Uh, Looks like it's calmed down a little bit. I'm actually like multi-twitching six different Twitch channels right now, trying to wow. keep tabs on where everyone is and what everyone's doing. Yeah, so nothing's on fire then, not yet. No, things are actually looking pretty good and pretty stable. And uh, hopefully the ops guys won't have to get called tonight. Everything should be fine. But of course, I've jinxed it now. Yep. Do you have uh, extra staff? Are you guys on some kind of alert or anything? Uh, we always have a couple of operations guys who are on call, um, and they kind of rotate just to make sure that uh, you know we always have someone on call in case there's you know a node death, DDoS attack, that kind of thing. Um, and I'm on call pretty much permanently just to make sure that we can message whenever we need to. But when big stuff like this happens, usually quite a few of our staff are actually watching. I mean, there's there's like big TVs all over the office, and there's like people will have streams up and running, and they'll be be watching to see what's happening. And a couple of our uh, our tech guys will be nerding out over uh, over graphs in our back end so they can see exactly you know how each node's handling the load so yeah it's um it gets pretty interesting but you're already into your evening time did people stay after work uh, to to watch this or do they watch it from home a few people watch it from home a few people will hang around at work pretty late i mean i'm still at the office right now purely because of the fact that i just want to kind of chill and watch basically yeah, what uh, have you seen anything this big as far as like numbers warming up for a fight? Nothing comes to mind actually. I mean, there's been some big stuff. Um, I think probably the the main things, the main two that come to mind that have been at least on this kind of scale, but somewhat smaller, have been MPACO and CDT. Um, those were the those are the biggest ones in my memory, at least. Yeah, you know what's surprising is that, that uh, we have this huge fight happening, maybe one of the biggest in, in the history of EVE, and there's still a good, what, 60 to 80% people who are out there that don't seem to be involved. Like they're still, they're, like the world is still moving. There's more to EVE than just this fight, in other words. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as, uh, I mean, it's, it's this kind of stuff that makes the news, but um, there's, you know, another war. I mean, it's just 7K people right now, there's still another war. Thirty odd thousand people who who are online right now on TQ who are just going about their business. Do you remember um, how can when you used to log in the little news bar that ran up the side of the screen there? Uh, when you were selecting your character, it was to your right. It was like full of scope news and whatever. Uh, when you used to log in a long, long time ago, I remember uh, yeah. the day. 
I realized that that wasn't all made up news, that it was, it was all news about the, uh, the Bob, uh, ASCN war. And like up till the, for the first couple weeks that I was playing, I just assumed that was all just made up stuff. I, the day that I realized it was real and it was like an actual war happening. that was like the revelation that made me go, okay, I'm not staying high sec anymore. This is dope. I'm going to get out of there. I, I need to go see it. And I think, uh, stuff like this actually draws people out of the places that they would normally play because they realize there's some craziness going on out there and they might want to see it. Yeah, man, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's, it gets pretty crazy. Some of the stories that I've had to tell to people, you know, from the press, the media, and some of the times I get interviewed at, at, at FanFest or, or Vegas or wherever, and I'm like, you know, I'm talking about all this, this, this stuff that's in my head, these like 16 years of, of history where I, you know, I can rhyme off like random stuff that's happened. And it, it just, it feels like talking about, you know, stuff that I've done in actual real life. I've got memories that are that vivid of it. So. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's it's pretty crazy and it's even crazier now to be on this side of the fence because you get a from this side of the fence you get a really really different look at the, how things go and you get a lot of uh kind of behind the scenes information so it's uh yeah it's I'm pretty excited hopefully people will man up and have a good old fashioned brawl tonight. Local in um Entech Forge is spiked by about 700 it looks like some of the north forces bridged in it's now up to 1850 and it's still going up a little bit right now. So 9-TAC-4 is starting to get... And that is the battle zone, 9-TAC-4. We're looking at... Ida is 22%. 9-TAC-4, for your information, is Cloud Ring, which is in relatively northwestern part of the map. Oh, shit. 9-TAC-4 is actually spiking. It just hit 2,000 and it's rapidly rising. It still blows my mind that this is where we've we've chosen to have this this massacre is in what amounts to the garbage dump of the universe, which is Cloud Rain. There's nothing good about that space at all, but we're gonna kill each other over it. I mean, I Viva la like, France! I think a lot of it is just everybody's excited about content. Like that's something we were talking about last week. Is is we had a lot of people that were just like, I'm just glad there's content. We don't care what's going on, really. We're just like we're here for the fights. Oh yeah, boys! Here comes the tight eye in nine tack four. <laughs> How do you feel, Falcon? I feel really, really, really slow. It's down eleven percent. Another another fleet jumps in. It'll go down to ten. It's not the eleven or ten. It's the it's the number that it gets to when you know it's past ten. Oh yeah, it's a ten right now. It is bottomed out. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how you score. It looks like. Uh, I'm looking at the stream right now, but I'm not sure where it is. I've got the UI off, and it looks like it's a cat fleet heading out. Uh, yeah, God knows why. Let's, uh, <clears throat> Life Shifter, if you can do a close-up on that Keep Star, let's see some uh, something other than some color and get a look at what's going on close to the Keep Star. Yeah, there is some activity in the north. Uh, there seems to be some uh, movements going on. Again, we're still uh, an hour and a half from the beginning of vulnerability time for that keep star. That's when it can be destroyed for 15 minutes. That 15 minutes will tick away in real time while everybody else is moving at 10% actual time. Look at how cute they are in their little clusters. What is that all about? 
I think like, you, you know, I think the report, I think the reports that have come lately is a number of scorpions that have uh, that have come on grid there, and that was something that uh, you know, I think had been made sort of public the other day. Um, was that they were going to come with uh, a bunch of jammers and I think try and jam out uh, fighter damage on, on that structure. So it looks like we've got a Tempest uh, fleet here. We've got the Scorpion fleet and we also have a Mercurial fleet that's also spread out like crazy. Actually, I, I suggested a smart bombing fleet, but I was told we might be banned because if we set off smart bombs with 8,000 people, it would just kill everything in sight. Actually, I can correction, <laughs> there's two, two separate uh, Scorpion fleets now. Ah, no one's going to get banned for having a fight. There might be a happen. structure fire in London, though, when the server melts down from, from 20 dudes and smart bombing battleships landing in the middle of all this stuff. It's, uh... Yeah, I mean, if you guys actually hear about the new Great Fire in London, then you guys know you called it, basically. <laughs> yeah, so we're seeing quite a bit of activity that's definitely going on to the Keepstar currently. Uh, there's a lot of stuff just still just piling in right now, warping in. Tide has gone down a little bit, though. Yeah, like I said, the defenders need to establish uh, some form of grid control around the structure, so they're going to come in now. Um, if they had waited and let the other force come in first, you, you suffer a little bit uh, through the mechanics of the game, punish you a little bit, uh, and then, again, you don't have the good defensive position that you might have had, so they're going to come in and try and get set up. Yeah, I was pretty close, about an hour and a half before. And then, uh, and then the hostile forces will probably start showing up on their their citadels too. You definitely do not want to be the last guy to show up to a seven thousand person party. <laughs> yeah, nine tech four. The tide has actually gone now. It looks like uh, stable at twenty three hundred and local, and it's uh, yeah, looks pretty good. We actually had a pretty interesting question from the chat. Um, Falcon, do you ha do you know how it'll affect the marketing for EVE new players uh, for fights like this? Uh, no idea at this stage. I mean, nine times out of ten, when you guys pull some crazy shit like this, we generally just react to it. Um, usually we see a pretty big... Uh, before Ascension, we used to see a pretty big spike in Trials, uh, but now we generally tend to see a, a pretty big spike in Alphas, so we just try and make sure that we've got as much information on hand for them as possible. We ramp, we you know, we ramp up uh, our ISD volunteers, get them involved with meet and greets, make sure in the help channel, that kind of stuff, and just really sort of try and embrace people and welcome them as best as we can, because uh, we do sometimes end up with some uh, pretty sizable spikes around big fights like this. Yeah, you guys will probably have to, like look at the metrics after it's done, and I'm sure Quant will give us numbers because he loves numbers about how many alphas were involved and what they flew, et cetera, et cetera. And it'll it'll go from there. Like it used to be that new players couldn't have a hope to have any kind of effect on this, but now with the alpha system, I mean, like some of those scorpions that you're looking at could actually be alphas, right? Uh, yeah, I would not probably be shocked big, to find a lot probably, of them. Are. Probably a big chunk of them are alphas. In fact, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, like that was kind of the idea is just to give people um, basically as much versatility as possible without totally breaking the game. Because uh, obviously there's some things we've still got to keep restricted. We've got to be careful with industry mine and resource harvest and um, make sure that people are, you know, not just able to go totally crazy. Uh, but um, yeah, I think the the alpha package that we've got right now in terms of what chips can use is pretty cool. Especially given the fact you can use basically, if you have the, the right skill set, you can use everything subcapital, including faction stuff. And it's the faction stuff that really makes it. 
Yeah, I mean, you could fly ships that are large enough, not the biggest ships in the game, but large enough to have an impact on a fight like this with ease. easy. Uh, yeah, we have some we have some questions coming in from the audience. There's the participation in chat there, and uh, here's one of the questions: Is Nine Tech Four going to be capped at a certain amount of players at this point? Um, nope, we don't do that generally. I mean, the only time we've ever we've only ever capped a system is uh, as far as I'm aware, is Jita. Um, and that's um, that was hard capped for a long time on all hardware that was using just for performance reasons. Um, but as far as I'm aware, no caps. Um, don't think we would ever do that to a to an old tech system. If you guys kill the node, it's all your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> and we assume that this node is reinforced. It is, yeah. There was a few different systems that we got reinforcement requests for. Um, and at downtime today, we swapped them all over onto their own nodes. Um, so there's quite a few systems in the area um, that were named of, as key points of interest uh, that were uh, swapped over onto their own nodes. So hopefully performance should be pretty good. All right, so once again, uh, you're watching INN. We are watching a historic fight for EVE Online. Uh, this is a fight for a Keepstar, which is a space station in 9TAC4 RP2. It belongs to Horde. Uh, that's a northern group. It is being defended by the North, uh, NC dot uh, in the darkness. Uh, Mercenary Coalition and other groups are defending. It is being attacked by the Imperium from the South, and uh, we expect this fight to start before the station actually becomes vulnerable as people position themselves uh, before the fight begins. The station will become vulnerable in an hour and 27 minutes. You can see the countdown there. Uh, with me now is... Excuse me a second while I maneuver things. We have a great selection of guests with a ton of experience with this game. Uh, we have from uh, Mercenary Coalition, Celine. We have uh, Dirk McGurk from TNT. We have Grath Talkin from Pandemic Legion. Harvey Skywalker uh, from Now PL, formerly The Culture. We have Moderator, who's an Alliance Tournament uh, announcer, and he is in Snuff. We have Never Convicted and Thel. Never Convicted actually is from uh, Rooks and Kings. And we have Thel and Cora with uh, NC. And a special guest, we have CCP Falcon, who is a community representative for the game. Welcome all. Welcome all. So we'll try to get you some fresh numbers. Uh, we believe the we have surpassed uh, 8,000 players, but we will see in this general area. The game itself, and this is what's amazing to me, has close to 40,000 people playing it right now. And uh, only about 20% of them are involved in this fight. So... It seems like the entire world is right here that plays EVE, but that's not the case. There's still a lot of people going about their daily EVE lives uh, doing the things they do normally. I do want to give a quick shout out for uh, a few of the awesome subscribers. We've got Zilgado Fasto with uh, 23 months in a row. Thank you very much. We've got Crispy Glorious with a thousand bits. Thank you so much. Fight, 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 he says. <laughs> and then Condor Plays with a Twitch, Twitch Prime subscription. Thank you so much, guys. Right now, there is actually no tie-dye in 9-4, so that's really impressive. Oh, up to 68. Looks like some more people are jumping in. And we're up to 2,700 at local there. <laughs> Say that number again. Local, 2,700. Okay. 
I actually just got a new PC at work a little while ago, so I'm super interested to see how my graphics card handles this as well. It's going to be, uh, I'm going, uh, I'm going nuts deep, full effects, full graphics, grabbing screenshots. So it's going to be pretty interesting to see whether or not it dies. <laughs> so, so you guys are looking out for servers and looking out for your own laptop too. Oh, I think it's going to be uh, really cool if uh, you get some good shots of this fight. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of hardware out there, hopefully. Yeah, I'm always a big fan of uh, seeing the screenshots that uh, Rosorian comes up with. I'm a big fan of his Flickr account, actually. So uh, I'll uh, be hopefully uh, seeing some good screenshots out of that. I've managed to grab a few myself. But, uh, yeah, I'm just hoping for a good fight. I hope everyone mans up and they're not a pack of bitches and, you know, we get a, get a decent fight. I told you it was coming. <laughs> no backing down. There's too much at stake here. Reputation of Eve. Not gonna lie, that just made that just made my morning. Falcon, what has the uh, what has the media contact scene been like up at CCP in the last twenty four hours? I mean, uh, Pro God definitely threw a wrench in the works with that friggin' Reddit post. It was, uh, you know, I came into work this morning. I, I weirdly, I got out of bed this morning and I just kind of like sort of waltzed on into work. I knew this thing was coming out today, but I didn't think it was going to be as crazy as it was. And uh, yeah, straight away it's like inbox full of emails about a potential fight tonight, and I'm like, ah, it's gonna be one of those days. Had you heard that he has allegedly been contacted by the Canadian broadcasting company to do an interview with them? That's where he's at right now. <laughs> Fantastic. We assume <laughs> we assume it's the Canadian broadcast company. Not even so. not even in the fight. Doesn't have any intention of coming Canadians let him talk to. Yeah, he was just here just before that, too. Well, that's okay. It's it's really rough to get uh, really good commentary, so we're really happy to have who we have because uh, a lot of the guys that know exactly what's going on and what the strategy is and stuff like that won't say, first of all, but second of all, they're busy doing these fleets and getting themselves uh, into position and stuff like that. So uh, we're, we're super happy to have uh, the guys that we have that are able to kind of dissect what's happening, what's going to happen, and uh, we also have uh, an eye into the, the other side of the part of the game that uh, is CCP, the people who own this game and produce it and manage the servers and run it. Uh, so it's good to have some insight into what they're seeing at the same time. All right, I got a couple more uh, shout outs. We got Smosco with uh, Twitch Prime sub. Thank you so much. Russ Martalis, also with Twitch Prime. We have a thousand bits from Secret Chief 7. And then we have a 30 mi 39 months in a row from Schwaboy. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. I'd like to say hi to Masao. Uh, I call him Masao. Uh, he is an old player that uh, interviewed. Uh, he uh, started in 2003, and he's in this fight on the northern side. Uh, so it's. Uh, I think he's in Mercenary Coalition now. So it's good to see old players back in these big fights. I wonder if there's actually less people here today since the government's no longer on shutdown. Oh, here you go, Dirk. <laughs> <laughs> and then here it comes. And then we got a couple more quick shout outs, guys. Being uh, BJN with Twitch Prime sub, thank you so much. Morales Amaris, a shout out to a fellow court mate, 21 months in a row. Uh, Apocavos, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, I apologize. And Baka Oni for Twitch Prime subs, thank you guys so much. Okay, so um, never convicted. You were an FC for Rooks and Kings. What's their status? 
Uh, actually, I wasn't the FC. I was always the um, I was the tackle. I was the guy in the vindicator. It seemed like I was primary most of the time. I was the one who always ended up in structure. But flying yeah. with those guys was great. Um, Lord Maldor, all those guys, they were really great. Uh, very tactical, very methodical in how they done things. Um, and they, they literally pushed the envelope of what you can do in EVE with such a small group. Awesome crew to fly with. Yeah, it's a whole different style than what we're seeing today. We're seeing uh, this day is basically a null sec day where the numbers matter and uh, the big gameplay of uh, huge capital ships and super capital ships and titans uh, are uh, going to collide. Rooks and Kings was more of a precision task force that would uh, attack things uh, here and there, right? I was just yes. giving it a number that I think you might be interested in. And that number is 652 scorpions and 197 griffins. Good God. That is a shitload of ECM. Hey, can you let Pandemic wow. Corps know that I'm not roaming solo today so they can put the ECM up? Man. Where the hell's the Bushido, man? It's jammed. It can't get, you can't get here. So Azure uh, and Argent asks, when was the last time Moldoror logged in? And that was the CEO of Rooks and Kings. He was the, he was the CEO and he was the FC. I mean, he was, he was top notch. I haven't spoke to him in a, in a good while. Um, I'm not sure what he's doing now. Um, I've spoke with Goldsnake, who was one of the pilots. He was one of the Titan pilots with Rooks and Kings. Um, I spoke with him not too long ago, actually, on the phone. And I talked with Agent Zero. I think Agent Zero is with uh, Pandemic Legion now, I believe. And then you got Blue Mail and it's with Pandemic Legion, I believe. Um, Sharar, he comes in some of my streams sometime and talks to me. Um, he was an RK with us. Um, but as far as the rest of the group, I haven't seen many of them. I'm, I'm sure there's some still active, but we kind of died out a little. I guess it's been a couple years back. And uh, we were actually talking about getting together. Um, I've been talking with Goldsnake about maybe possibly doing a memorial roam with some of the Rooks and Kings guys that we can get on and streaming it to see uh, see what kind of numbers we can get there. See how interesting that would be. Yeah. You know, Goldsnake actually sold me my very first carrier pilot um, when I joined Pandemic Legion. I joined, and they were in Geminit, and I used a freighter to move all my stuff from, I'd been in like Paragon Solar or something like that, so all the way across high sec to Geminit's border. I, I moved it all ship by ship in the Geminit we were staging, and the next day, Seamus was like, oh, we got to go to Fountain. And everybody loaded their stuff in carriers and left, and I was just like, Ugh. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think my big... Uh... I, me and uh, y'all familiar with John Caffeine, um, we got offered to join R&K. And um, we was in R&K for a little bit. And then I I was kind of, I was flattered actually quite a bit because they, uh, Lord Maldor come to me and asked if I would do the voice at the first of Clarion Call 3. So I'm the guy that you hear walking out on the spaceship. So um, they were supposed to put a little breathing in there in between, but he kind of liked the country twang, so he left it as it was. <laughs> So, but we've had some good fights. Um, they Lord Maldor was was great at using game mechanics to uh, to its highest level. 
I guess the dreams are using it to the extent that nobody really thought that to use it at. Does that make sense? Um, very methodical on how he thought and how he, he was quick on his feet on counteractions too. Never play uh, first-person shooters with John Caffeine for any reason. <laughs> <laughs> I remember him in uh, Dead Terrace. I guess that's uh, where he came from. He yep. is the most evil dude in the entire world. Like when Battlefield uh, 3 came out, there was a little drone they put in it. I watched him murder half a map with that little drone, just running around, smashing it into people's face. Can't find him, can't stop him. Yeah, he's miserable to play first-person shooters with. Yeah, he's a, he's a side. I, we were actually in Dead Terrace when we got – when me and him got offered to go to Rooks and Kings. And, and when you get offered for that, I mean, that's just something you don't turn down. So, but yeah, I played with John and uh, for years, years and years. All right. Uh, we're looking at the fight now. There seems to be some more fleets moving in. A lot of ECM, which is electronic countermeasures uh, in the form of battleships. And were they cruisers? I forget what the other one was. Uh, Griffin. So those would be frigates. And so what those do is frustrate the, uh, the enemy by locking, to, by breaking their locks on targets. Without a lock on a target, you can't really shoot the target. So that is very frustrating. Uh, ECM is used usually by um, newer players because they can get the skills to do that effectively. And it is a very big help to a fleet. Most experienced players will do DPS or other things that take more time to scale into. And we are now working on getting uh, some representatives of the Imperium on the show. We have moderator uh, from Snuff. Have you guys logged in yet? Is Snuff there yet? Or in staging? Um, no, we are not as of yet. That uh, will come later. Other spaceships have a jump drive. <laughs> we also have Dirk McGurk from TNT, recently well, back from PL. Yeah, I was going to say it's like yeah, yes, I'm from TNT. You know, I just got back to the Imperium. You know, but um, um, it's you know, it's not that we're trying to leave out anybody from the Imperium. Uh, some some requests were made out there for for some reps. Right now, I think there's a lot of people with a lot of things kind of uh, kind of going on. And that could be why some of them are not here. A lot of the people that are here right now in channel speaking um, are people who may or may not be like actually right now pleaded up or ready to go on this thing. So that could be why we don't have the Imperium presence that we normally would. Yeah, we are friendly with all the uh, Imperium FCs. They are obviously at work um, right now, running where's, thousands where's of Laz? Go dig Laz up. Laz is apparently okay. So he's been streaming the last few days, um, and I think he may be streaming something right now. Would love to dig Laz up and get him over here. Um, Let me go see if I can get a hold of him real quick. Um, I talked to him a little bit yesterday to see. He said he might drop by, but I don't know if he was going to or not. Let me, let me grab his him. butt. He seems to respond well to that. <laughs> Needs Elo Knight gigs. Sue has Laz should do. No Can shit, that man. We can bring gigs in here. Is that uh, okay with everyone? Sure. Mm -hmm. It gigs is fucking around. I'm not gonna get my hands chopped off, am I? No uh, jokes. Too, too soon. <laughs> yeah, too wait. Soon. One second. 
local in 9-4 is spiking again at about 3,800. And tie-dye is well past 10%. And keep going up right now. Lots of forces coming into system. Also hearing from my friend, uh, Mesner. Steven Mesner? Mesner, editor for PC Gaming. PC Gamer, sorry. And uh, we are currently awaiting uh, former CO2 CEO and FC GigX, who may be joining us in just a minute. We are looking at 9-TAC-4, where today's battle will take place in a little over an hour. Uh, some fleets are already assembling on the field. Other fleets are still at their staging grounds in systems that are further away, and they are collecting people and getting organized. And there are still some people who are not even logged in yet. They'll come in at the last second and swell the numbers up even higher. It looks like we're spiking right now. What, 4,000? We're going up to 4,000 and rising? Yeah, we're going to set a new record here, I think. Easily, easily, I think. Like, yeah, especially if capitals hit the grid. Like, once that happens, it's, I think all the records are nothing but ashes on the ground. Sweet baby Jesus. Yeah, so welcome, Gigs, uh, to uh, INN. We're streaming the 9-Tech 4 fight. Welcome. Hello. Uh, you might need to speak up a little bit. Uh, do you hear me? Yeah, yeah. there you are. Uh, all right, uh, real quick, I want to jump back to Falcon. You think we're going to break a record here? Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, it's, uh, what, 42, nearly 4,300 in local right now. It's still it's kind of hovering, rising a little bit. So, yeah, just cracked 4,300 as I was speaking there. So, yeah, I think uh, it's going to be pretty crazy. We've got, uh, yeah, 4,920 to beat. That was actually in the sewer. Uh, when uh, Revenant died, so it's gonna be a uh, yeah. I think we're gonna beat that. Yeah, I was just gonna ask us like, what it, what is the actual like uh, most players in one system? Uh, that was actually something we talked about a little bit last week during the uh, armor trimer. Yeah, the top three are uh, Nisu was four thousand nine hundred and twenty, um, M Taco was four four two six, and six VDT was four thousand seventy. Um, we've actually uh, surpassed the record for Jita. The the reader. The record Vegeta stands at 3620. Uh, so, yeah, um, well above that as well. Oh, yeah. So, this Dirty. definitely has, has uh, a lot of footing to be uh, definitely the largest so far. I mean, with 4300 already in system, and it's still going to be climbing for sure. All right. I'm just setting some things up. So, uh, we want to get fresh numbers. Uh, we. Look like we're going to break records for the amount of people in system if everybody piles into the system. At the very least, uh, we have, uh, we're probably going to get close to 10,000, maybe break 10,000 combatants in this area. But EVE, again, is much bigger than one fight. So there's about 40,000 people online. Um, and a good 20% of them are going to be in this fight because there's a lot of NullSec that's gathered around. We have the North fighting the South over a Keepstar in Cloud Ring. You're already looking at more people. Like no other game is trying to put 4,000 people into a one place and told them to fight. 
like at all in any way. In, there's, there's nothing even comes close to the scale of what is happening here or doesn't happen here. Even if even if nobody fires a single shot, I can't think of any other game that lets 4,000 people be in the same place at once. And not to pick on one in particular, but if you play Elite Dangerous, you can't even sometimes get in the same instance with the rest of your wing. So, I mean, much less have 4,000 dudes in one spot. And pretty much you've got to be looking out there at like what, you know, a seven late year range on nine tack four. You know, what might be formed up out there in, in various areas within that kind of uh, jump range. Well, uh, you know, it's funny because when Eve kind of started, people described it as a, kind of a, a bigger counter-strike online uh, where you had a team that was executing a plan going against another team that was trying to execute their plan. Uh, well, we're talking numbers, again, in 2003 through about 2005 that were, you know, 10 to 20 people. Big fights were, I believe, in the 60, 70 range. Yeah. I, when I started in 2007, like, if you got 50 dudes in a fight in the same spot, it was like, oh, my God, it was huge. Right. That was the whole starting point of the of the goon thing. Like, they could put 100 rifters on the ground, right? Like, nobody knew what to do with that. The 100 guys in one fleet all flying a rifter. Like, turns out if they all just turn their guns on once, something's going to die. These days, it feels like it's got the uh, the whole Matthew McConaughey meme. Oh, it's just... Those are rookie numbers. You got to bump that up. Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the game has totally changed, and the technology has had to change to keep up. And as Grath was saying, there's no other game that can really put this many players in the same fight at the same time. Uh, and that's one of the great things about Eve Online is that this is one place, one world, one history. So people will refer to this fight in the future. Uh, and a lot of people want to say they were there because uh, it's it's only going to happen once in this system. I mean, to be fair, I don't want to say I was there, but I put my time in. I'm like, I'm, I've, after you've done like probably 100 of these, it's okay to miss one or two. And I think at this point, I'm okay being a retired general. I just want to play golf <laughs> and uh, blow up marauders. But... Yeah, for anybody that's never been in one of these, these can be, I mean, if this thing, if this fight kicks off and it actually goes like sideways, then it will be a, an event that will last until the server shuts down. Yeah, this will go, this will go for hours and hours and hours and actually be interrupted by downtime, which is only 15 minutes uh, or a little more, but that's enough to make everybody have to log off. And so if a team is losing, they won't log back in and that will be the end of the fight. So it's kind of like a ref breaking up a fight. Um, Steven Mesner, again, uh, editor for PC Gamer, is asking uh, what the effect of tie-dye is. If something takes one second normally, how long does it take under full tie-dye? Would the correct answer be 10 seconds? I believe so, yeah. I believe it slows down by a factor of 10 at maximum. On paper. Yeah, yeah, on paper, you know. <laughs> in the this is, it looks uh, like goons just siloed in um some of their supers on top of the keep star. So stuff might be kicking off right here. Yeah, let me go ahead and see if I can get a look at that. Um I'm keeping an eye on basically the overview I got right now, or the view I have it right now is uh 
one of the Astro House is below the Keepstar, and currently the big Fortizar that's on in the front of it. Uh, Titan Doomsdays are going to become really critical to be accurately fired uh, in time dilation because you basically have an hour before you can fire it again. So if you, say, miss or shoot the wrong target, I can't remember what the guy was in B-R. We were trying to coordinate Doomsdays. The scanner? I think it was him. Scanner. Like, uh. All these Doomsdays are firing at their targets in the right order, and then here's this one avatar who's just got his Doomsday firing completely backwards. And he, he like, Doomsday to a phoenix, of all things, I think, like, and didn't kill it. It's super important that you your pilots understand how long it will be before they get to cycle that again and how critical that weapon is to shoot exactly what they're told to shoot with it. Um, because yeah. if not, you've just wasted, you know, an hour of your time and maybe even not down the target that was critical to go down. I think Scanners was kicked out of NC a couple times. He's uh, been kicked out of everything. Yeah, he's like... He eats foam couch cushions for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, uh, I think we've got our first uh, sort of combat mistakes happening. Apparently a couple of uh, um, the Imperium Supers have jumped to the wrong sign out and might be uh, not long for this world. That's what we're looking for, mistakes to be made. If mistakes are made, it could escalate this fight into a full-blown brawl, but that's, what's gonna, that's what it's going to take. Nobody's going to jump into a bad situation. They need to mistakes see a situation they can bait. take advantage of. Could mistakes be bait. Or bait. One or the other, we'll find One side out. is a mistake on the other. Yeah. Uh, so there's, there's currently four Nixes that jumped. It looks like four Nixes so far that have jumped on uh, to the north of the uh, rock ship up above the Keepstar right now. Uh, well, they did this once before with an Aeon, right? It was just a beta response, but I feel like that might have been a boo-boo. Uh, so, GigX, thanks for coming on to the show. Uh, GigX, you're a very experienced FC. You ran CO2 for a long time. You were in just about every big battle there was. Uh, what, what's going on in the minds of FCs at this time? Well, I don't know. Well, probably... Most of FCs are just waiting someone to make mistake from opposite side, and that's it. I mean, I can see, uh, well, uh, the Horde are using the tactics that I was preparing for MTECO fight. I mean, the Scorpions. Um, I prepared a bit for, well, Scorpions with ECM burst under Tidike and uh, do really huge damage, especially because, well, those buttons are not uh, working correctly under Tidike. And uh, Scorpion's capability, if they are fitted with bonuses, they can uh, remove lock from um, 60, 70 kilometers. If they are basically on edge of Keepstar, well, they can just remove locks from uh, any any fighter or fighter bomber, and well, that will be hard for carrier or super carrier pilots to use that on uh, Keepstar. I don't know how they are fitted. Are they with directional um, jammers or they are burst jammers? It's like I say, from FCs are basically just waiting a mistake. If this was the first mistake from um, Tooms, well, then those supers are gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks like we've got a ton of bubbles going up and tackle going all over these four uh, supers right now, just above the Keepstar. And Macario fleet has also moved up into the area right there trying to get in and uh, start laying down some damage mistakes yeah. are going to happen right i mean those are you, you, know, you know the thing is you don't want to exacerbate further mistakes they're dead 
they're either dead or they're going to moonwalk somehow, but they're not, I highly doubt they're going to be rescued. Those yeah, this is what we were talking about earlier. This is how mistakes are used to start a fight. So the mistake, mistake one was these four guys jumping to where they jump. Mistake two would be the goon FC trying to save those four dudes. Those four dudes are dead. Nothing that the goon FC was going to do was ever going to save those. And had he decided to try and go in and save them, he likely would have been the catalyst for another B-R fight as he uh, committed his force in a bad position. Because that is definitely a bad position. Right on top of the keep start is not where you want to be, especially with the NC Super Fleet about 300 off. And this is also where experience does matter. It's not just the FCs that run the show. There is a certain amount of discipline that every fighter or cap pilot needs to adhere to. And the people who are uh, not able to or to misclick or jump or make a mistake, they find themselves in peril pretty quickly. And you may see a difference in... Uh, experience uh, come into effect there. I see a guy saying it was a PL Sino, and I mean, that's great and all, but that's four pilots that still didn't listen uh, to whose Sino they were supposed to jump to when they were told, and they just jumped to one of two Sino. Like, when you when there are Sinos up, for, for anybody that's never flown a ship with a jump drive, somewhere someone will light a Sino. You right-click your capacitor, and there is a jump to... Uh, section of it and it will have all of the sinos listed under it and if you don't listen to what your fc says um you can jump to the wrong one uh, it's sometimes it's super important like maybe i want carriers to be positioned here i want dreads to be positioned here i want super carriers to be positioned over here it's your job as a pilot to listen to the orders of the sc and jump where you're told four people there definitely did not do that and regardless of who lit the sino who sino it was those four dudes did not go where they were told because the rest of the next fleet seemed to have gotten to where it was supposed to be. Yeah, and there's going to be, I mean, you have a lot of players. Some of them are, maybe a lot of them are working three or four different accounts at the same time. Uh, and so they, they may uh, be delayed in getting the information they need or who knows, but this, this is going to happen. You're going to see casualties. We're looking for something that blows into an unexpected series of events that then escalates the fight into a full-blown uh, all-chips-on-the-table brawl. Oh, is that all one guy? Like, did one guy jump four of his accounts to one thing? No, I no, I don't, know, okay. I don't know if that's one guy. I'm saying that people are multi-boxing, so they may hear something wrong and click uh, with the wrong account. Uh, who knows? It, it becomes more rubbles. complicated. One of the Nixes right now is in 48% uh, armor. It's dropping pretty quick, or at least as fast as it can in the tie-dye right now. I actually, I had a, um, I, I sold my Titan because I don't find, I mean, Titans are fun and all, but I've, I've had one for a while. I did not sell my Nix because I enjoy the mechanics that they came with the fighter chains so much. I think it's some of the most engaging gameplay you, you can possibly have, and I, I think that, Anybody you find here multi-boxing supers is not... You're not helping anybody because you're just flying two supers poorly or three supers poorly. Like, flying a super carrier or even a carrier at this point takes actual uh, effort to enter the, the, the commands right and in the right order and understand how your fighters work and moving them around so that they're not getting blasted in the butt by somebody. Like, it's actual work and effort to fly a super carrier and it doesn't lend well to multi-boxing so i'd be shocked to see more than a few people doing that that know what they're doing 
I mean, that's true under normal circumstances. I, I realize you're a single MMR player in Dota, so like doing that is difficult for you. But in 10% tie-dye multi-boxing supers, it's a bit more viable. Though I do definitely agree, under normal circumstances, it would be difficult. Uh, we're looking at uh, some Nixes dying that uh, accidentally jumped. And uh, thank God that CCP cleared up the repetitive bubble brightness because now we can actually see what's going on in there instead of it being a giant white uh, blob because there's so many uh, introduct interdiction spheres there that uh, they pile on top of each other and become brighter and brighter and brighter. But uh, CCP fixed it so you can now still see through the bubbles, we call them. Yeah, before, before it used to be to the point where you had so many on screen that it would look like another sun, essentially. Also, for all the people explaining what an AWOX is in chat, AWOX was an actual player in Pandemic Legion. That's where that term came from. He's the one that kind of, I guess, made that maneuver famous. But yeah, there was actually a video of AWOX eating a, eating, a, eating a pounder, which is an Australian hamburger or something like that, and then killing a goon. He never actually killed the goon. He just ate the hamburger on the stream, so I don't understand what the whole point of it was. <laughs> all right, so we have information on those Nixes, apparently. And this is where meta gameplay comes into effect. A spy in the Imperium fleet called out the wrong Sino on purpose to confuse the actual fleet, and four people jumped in uh, to that Sino. It was a trick. It was a spy who called out the wrong Sino, and four Nixes are paying the price for it. Yeah, that's part of the... It's part of the game. There is uh, no limit to the amount of like espionage uh, you could put into play during the course of a fight or in you know general daily basis. In fact, most of the forces here have dedicated intel networks that have spies and spies for the spies and spies spying on the spies. They're spying on the spies. It's it's uh it's it's pretty one of the cooler aspects of the game for sure. It's very involved in how deep it can go. Uh, I think the term that the Imperium uses is circles or wheels within wheels uh, as far as strategy, uh, trying to figure out not only economically how to defeat uh, other empires, but how to militarily outmatch them or at least commit them to fighting. This may not be a fight for an all-out victory. It may be a fight to just keep them busy while something else is going on. It's something you pointed out earlier, Grath, there is no counterplay by the North during this fight. The South is tied up, and the North is not taking advantage of it by dropping structures, say, near Delve or something like that. Yeah. I think I, I feel like it's something that we probably would have done in the olden days, but these are the younger guys, and uh, they, they're doing it their way. And that said, I think it's super important. Like, you, you kind of saw it. I want to say a little bit during the World War B fight, the way that the old Imperium FCs had kind of drifted away from the game and they hadn't been replaced with new ones. Um, I think we, like the way I stepped down as CEO or the way that some of the older FCs kind of get out of the way, it's kind of important to give the new guys legs. Penis Smash is one of our biggest champions of it. Get out of the way of the new guys and let them do their thing. Um, that way they can cut their teeth and, and get used to doing stuff and make their own decisions and so while i can second guess them in armchair general them from over here like they're running the show at this point and it's, it's kind of their call to make on, on how things work and i think it's important for the health of most of the alliances in game that the old guys know when they don't have the time for it or the patience for it anymore and how to get out of the way and if anything you just give the new guys 
help and just stay out of their way. Let them make their mistakes. Like, it's not like any of us didn't whelp a bunch of trash when we were coming up either. So they're going to make mistakes. They're going to have horrible days. They're going to lose billions and billions of ISK, but your alliance will be better for it in the long run if you let them grow. So apparently the person who is responsible for having done the spy that lit the Sino in that fleet is Zomboy Alfrir, and uh, he's the corp that um, ended up getting removed from the Imperium under apparently somewhat acrimonious circumstances. So that appears to have been revenge from their perspective. So uh, good on him for, I guess, for being the spy that got a hundred billion escorts of shit killed. So does, uh, <laughs> Max like, losing his mind. Does look like one of the, one of the Nixes has finally gone down. We have three left that are in the, the bubbles here and they're placing more bubbles right now. Do we know who's working on those Nixes? Uh, I, I believe Northern Coalition is yeah, shooting them right now. And then um, some Pandemic Horde as well. All those orange things. <laughs> <laughs> we want to cut through that and interpret what they're seeing. I think that blob there is the <laughs> NC and Macario fleet, and then all around it is uh, the Pandemic Horde. And that's about a 60 billion isk. That's about a 60 billion isk error. Uh, well, well, trick. We'll say it. we'll call it a trick. We'll stop calling it an error. It was a sixty billion esque trick that just got played. I'm figuring about fifteen bill each for the super since you guys mine like crazy down there. <laughs> so Not normally, it's the good guy shooting the nixes right now. Oh, okay. Well, it depends on your point of view. There's a lot of people watching this that think you guys in the north are the bad guys. So, uh, what I want to say is is the ships the nix is a super carrier from the Galente Empire shipyards uh, they're the ones that build that model um and that is usually worth well at least for a long time they're worth about 25 billion isk in the game but uh it depends on the amount that's usually the cost of the minerals it took to build it well in in the last year and a half since mining has really taken off uh, most especially in delve which is where the imperium is from they have mined so much that the price of those things has dropped to about 15 billion. Yeah, I heard uh, somebody at NC Dot tell me that they could get a Titan hull for 55 billion when I was trying. I was trying to sell mine cheap, or what I thought was cheap. I was like, this is a good deal. It's 70 billion. I'll sell it to you fully fit. They're like, ha ha. Like, what do you mean, ha ha? They're like, yeah, we can get a hull for 55 billion. 55? That's, <sighs> that's a lot of uh, elves working in the shop to produce them that cheap. It's. Uh... I'm not sure if this was a rumor or not, but anybody that loses supers in this fight will get them SRP'd in the South um, pretty much at cost or less. You know, I don't know if they'll just be replaced outright, but that is a huge industrial, military industrial complex they have going in the South. We can neither confirm nor deny that comment that you just made. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Given those mining graphs, it wouldn't friggin' surprise me. Yeah, because a lot of that ore, uh, first of all, the mining graphs show that, that Delve is mining at about six to seven times the nearest competitor. And the nearest competitor is also under their sovereign control. So really, they're out mining the rest of EVE uh, three or four times over. And uh, a lot of that is not exported. So you can imagine how much uh, material they have to build ships in order to fight these fights in the future. GigX, uh, you, again, have been a veteran of these fights. Uh, those Nixes jumping in, they were obviously tricked by somebody who was mad at their uh, former teammates. 
Mm-hmm. What other things can we expect to see uh, today? Like what would be the natural occurrence of a fight like this? Well, I don't know. Well, those that's the first mistake that um, uh, NC used. But, well, it also can be countered because if you carry tie-dye, it's really hard to anchor. Oh, can you come up to your mic a bit closer? Yeah, sure. Thanks. I mean, a situation like this can be also used by Gunside because most of those subs warped on edge of bubble. So they're basically sitting in a radius of 10 kilometers. So, well, if I was there, I would probably drop a Suicide Titan with GTFO and remove all those subs from that position. That will give a huge advantage under, um, under tie-dye. For attackers, I mean, well, that's probably, let's say, 300, let's say, battleships will be removed, about 10 AU from field, and under tie-dye, they will need at least 30 to har- uh, one hour to come back on that Kipstar, if they don't stuck on another bubble. This is why I wish Pro God was here, because he had to experience that. Um, like, one of the big fights, the last goon incursion up north uh every time he hit the grid they hit him with a gtfo three times in a row it was like a two-hour fight he never fired a shot in anger the whole time his fleet was always regrouping because of it he was yeah. super unhappy <laughs> yeah that's oh, actually and gentlemen we just broke the record Right. say that number again we just broke the record for fight 4930 4930 and, and then we're still going up, it looks like. Uh, up and down, up and down a lot. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and I just managed to get my uh, missiles to cycle on one of those nixes. So that's cool. Progress. There's actually people having issues getting Sinos to even light. It's like ridiculous right now we are having a little bit of client close issues on some people it seems and they're they're having problems getting back in but there are some old processes that probably need to be killed also i'm uh bro that's a lot of dudes i am looking at a current scan of local it looks like pandemic horde has the largest showing of 878 dudes from what's currently in the system Uh, next one would be karma fleet at 353 those are individual alliances or individual corporations, sorry. I would take a screenshot of this and link it, because nobody wants to go to PL forums to see this mess, but I would take a screenshot and link it, but I don't think your chat will let me. <laughs> uh, you could try it. I don't know. All right, let's see what happens. Yeah. So we're seeing um, the record being broken for fighters in system, and uh, it's only going to get better because there's still thousands of players that are in staging areas uh, and some are just now logged in Uh, but we can say the battle has actually started what we've seen so far is the destruction or the ongoing destruction of four nixes that were tricked into jumping into the wrong area from the imperium so those imperium nixes are dying there is no uh, group out to save them because it would be folly to Unravel the battle in that way so early on. I got a couple shoutouts: uh, H2 Bro and the Bloody Angel for uh, 
your subscriptions. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Also, can we get a close up of that uh, Keepstar and have something a little more? Uh, let's just see what's going on in that general area. I think that's the image in your chat, by the way. Oh yeah, I try to move it around. It's it's definitely getting to the chugging point where it's hard to move around the camera. Oh right, you're suffering from tie dye as well. So we're at ten percent tie dye. Uh, oh, actually, I don't know if we're at ten percent. What are we at? Minus ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the stream. It looks like it's not ten percent yet. But I guess so. It's just so small. I can't read. Getting close to hitting thirty nine hundred viewers, man. That's, there's there's definitely some interest out there. Yeah, I mean, it is ten percent. I just now I can see it's mostly red. So this is what a big fight is like for those of you that are curious. Time slows down. Uh, groups are huge. The uh, hardware that they're using is huge. And by hardware, I mean ships. We have super capitals out there. Uh, right now, we have a lot of subcapitals out there in the form of materials. Uh, you have battleships that use uh, electronic countermeasures, uh, trying to disrupt them. Um, you have uh, gunships and uh, all sorts of things. And there's still a lot of stuff waiting in staging areas that are within striking distance. Uh, and they are waiting for their orders to get into this fight if it escalates. Both sides appear to be evenly matched with about 3,500 to 4,000 combatants on either side. And for me, the best part is this is only a part of EVE. There are still, out of this, uh, what, uh, 8,000 8, to 10,000 people participating in this, one of the largest fights we've seen in ages, there are still... Well, you're approaching 4,000 uh, viewers. There are still more than... Uh, 30,000 players out there that are not involved with this fight that are going on their daily lives in EVE as the NullSec hours are, are meeting in a catac cataclysmic brawl, I would call it. There's probably 400 Rorquals mining in Delve right now. <laughs> <laughs> Local in 9-4 broke 5,000. And one more Nyx is down as well. There's two still up. Did you see the screenshot from the guy from last week when they reinforced this thing who kept all his drone models on? I have no idea what kind of computer that guy has, but whatever it is, I would like to have it. Because not only did he have like drone models on, he had like max graphics or whatever, and it looked amazing. I did not know that fighters cast shadows on each other, and I think that if I tried to do that, I would have a small fire under my desk where my computer is. Yeah, I'm start watching with full graphics on, and it is super freaking pretty. Yeah, this is an amazing looking game. Like... I know it doesn't sometimes doesn't seem that way when you see the streams and it's just a little bunch of orange boxes or red boxes or blue boxes like that. But if you uh, if you play it, you get to see some of the most amazing things uh, from a game that's what fifteen years old now. Unreal. Yeah. Well, it's constantly been upgraded. What you're looking at now uh, is the game moving at ten percent its actual speed and very low graphics, so that the lag doesn't kill our stream. Uh, so this is pretty much as bad as it gets visually. But if you were to pump those graphics up and you were to be in smaller fights, uh, the graphics are uh, gorgeous. They've been, uh, I think they're totally on par with any game that's out there now. Easily, easily, yeah. The, the non-dimensioning sound. Everybody's sensitive yeah. topic. 
Hey, I, I, I turned really that on so. for the first time the other day. At like, well, not the other day, about two months ago. Ah, stunned! It's you under my shields, and uh, yeah, that. But it was like it was a different experience with sound for sure. All right, thanks for watching. We, we all are, turn the sound off. We are getting close to the beginning of this fight. It seems to have started uh, already with a missed jump of four Nixes from the Imperium side. Those four Nixes are being destroyed by the Northerners who are defending this Keep Star. We have uh, close to, what is local at? It's, it's a record-breaking 4,900 and above now. Right now there's 5,016. Thank you. It's record-breaking 5,000 or more combatants in the system. There's still uh, thousands of people in staging grounds away from this area. So we may see that number climb still, depending on what happens on the ground. I actually just got a quick ping. Um, and the 4,920 for Nasur is actually not our record. Our record is the last fight in Mtaco. That was 5,337. I just had to verify that to make sure. But yeah, so we are still about 300 short of the record, where I don't think we're going to have a problem uh, grabbing that. Yeah, you guys are going to try a little harder. I'm a little worried when all the fighters and drones get deployed. Yeah. Well, it looks right. like the fighters are being deployed. Oh, what fighters? Can you be specific? Um, The goon... Capital, no, super capital fighters look like they're being deployed. They yeah, I guess at some point we missed birds. it. Like 250 Nixes jumped in the system. And uh, these four guys went to the different Sino. So there are hostile super carriers in system, at least hostile to me, not, not to most of you. Selene <laughs> uh, is back with us, I believe. He had to uh, leave to actually do some prep work. And uh, we are joined by Gigex, Celine, Grath. Uh, Harvey, are you still here? Uh, yeah, I'm here. I saw somebody cheering for you in, in chat there. Really? That's nice. Yeah. Uh, we have Moderator, who is actually suiting up. Uh, so he's away for a minute. Uh, and from INN streamers, we have uh, Never Convicted and Podrick. And we also have Felt from... TIS talking in stations, and he is with NC Dot. Welcome. There it is, Dominark. Dominark said hello to you. He loves Harvey. He says, "I don't know if he's being facetious, but <laughs> under said, forty minutes on the timer. That's nice." Yeah, we're under th forty minutes now. Uh, the actual fight hasn't happened yet. It won't actually happen uh, until the Keepstar is vulnerable but people are taking positions. There was a false jump that has allowed the North to take four super capitals off the field. They're working through them now. Two out of four have been killed. We've passed 5,000 combats in system. And we expect to break the record of 5,300. I'm so proud of my dead alliance right now. There's over 300 of them uh, online and then they haven't even jumped in supers and caps yet. Not bad for a corpse. <laughs> How do you explain that a little bit while we wait here? What's going on with PL, Graf? Nothing. It's just uh, the cyclical thing that happened. We like we go through ebbs and uh, ebbs and and and, and swells Flows. of people and stuff like that. And like Reddit, uh, the cesspool that is Reddit, takes it upon itself to go. Oh, you're dying! 
yeah i mean we just hung out for 10 years now we figure we die why not um but uh yeah it's the alliance is still fine uh, everything goes on on a daily basis like pretty sure right now we actually have a fleet in delve doing stuff and we have these guys here doing stuff it's, it's nothing necessarily wrong with our alliance the only the only difference is i believe right now is that everybody else in eve bulked up much faster than we did you all went on uh uh weight, gain, weight gainer 5000 uh, diet <laughs> yeah. and, and we did not per That's se being, we, uh, we're northern much coalition slower. right yeah everybody not just you like uh-huh. everybody did it there isn't an alliance in game that didn't just eat a half a cow to try and get bulky uh and we've picked up people slower uh i think everything's fine yeah, I, I put my old alliance on a on a crash diet. Yeah, that's Let's the opposite direction no of you go. <laughs> All one right, more what? super died. They're down to one less Nyx. So three Nyxes down out of four. Those are four that uh, accidentally jumped in into a... Actually, a spy kind of triggered them into the wrong place. They became vulnerable and are being attacked and will be killed. Or 4,100 viewers. Uh, Thanks, guys, for watching. We're giving you updates on numbers and what the activity is. The fight has still not started. We are under 40 minutes, about 30 minutes to go before that Keepstar becomes vulnerable. Once it does, that's when the attack will actually begin in earnest. Before that, there's a lot of positioning going on uh, with fleets getting uh, getting onto the grid to assert them, assert Grid control, we call it. Maybe I'll go back yeah, to Gigex. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Harvey. I was just saying, you know, the uh, the Imperium are already starting to move their their squadrons of fighters um, towards the Keepstar. So uh, yeah, they've got a long, they've got quite a distance to travel, and obviously we're in a dilated time, so it's going to take them a while to get here. They'll be hoping they make it before the uh, the timer ticks down. And then just, just a little update, folks. It is getting hard to get D-scans, so bear with us as we try to get them, because the tie-dye is uh, heavily affecting that also. So, yes, the fighters are the plan of the Imperium to assault the Keepstar, and can somebody tell us what that tactic is? Has anybody done that? Who's FC, the group that's uh, taken down uh, structures that way? Well, basically, you don't want to risk the ship itself, but you're okay risking um, the fighters. Like, uh, right now, all the carriers that launch those are still safe on the Citadel. They're tethered. As long as the fighters haven't aggressed, they don't have any aggression or anything like that. They can just abandon them and be totally safe and jump out if necessary. They don't come anywhere near the fight. They're a thousand kilometers away, and they just send their death and destruction across the vast emptiness of space and uh, shoot the thing. And it's uh, it's basically sniper carriers, I guess, is what you want to, what you really want to call it. They, they just risk the weapon system, not the ship. And all those uh, those scorpions, uh, the ECM boats, and the Griffins that we were talking about earlier, they'll be trying to counter those squadrons of fighters to try and you know, lock them out, so they can't actually do their job and apply their damage. I will try to get questions coming in from uh, the chat for watching. Thank you for 4,500 or 4,400 viewers so far. Uh, We expect that to climb as well. 
We'll try to answer your questions. I'll try to pose them to the experts that we have in here. It is uh, hard to do many things at one time, so forgive me, but we will try to get your questions. Go ahead and ask them. Make sure you cite me so that I can uh, see the question very clearly. That means, uh, um, yeah, cite my name. Side note, I was just told that Danko 1001 from my alliance is mad that I said we're dying. And uh, I won't swear on your stream, but Dankel knows what he can go do to himself. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah, so um, Azurin Argent has also uh, reminded me that this Keepstar is surrounded by structures that were put in place during the reinforcement cycles, which were previous cycles uh, of um, damage being done to it. And in that time, they managed to plant uh, Astrahuses and two Fortizars. And those are the Fortizars that is, are being used as more or less protection centers for the capital fleets that allow them to uh, some safety while they launch fighters to go fight this Keepstar. How do we say that, Falcon? Is it Astrahus? Indeed it is, Astrahus. Astrahus. All right. Uh, is anybody seeing any funny tactics so far? Like, are, are people trying to exacerbate tie-dye using tactics on the field? Can we can we see that, or is that too hard to see? I know um, Darkness had some smart bombs running on their TFIs. They seem to have stopped those. I don't think they were intentionally trying to cause tie-dye. Yeah, I oh, you think, think at this point, you know, like both sides wouldn't want to exacerbate the tie-dye. I'd hope they wouldn't, and I know that I'm in, you know, we we don't want we don't want any of that business. We've got to try and keep it to a minimum just so we can all at least play the game a bit. And then just a couple couple quick shout outs for the new subscribers. Grumcole, Italy, and I don't know how to pronounce the last one. I apologize, I'm not even gonna try for your Twitch Prime subs. Hey Matt, can you hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, one of the things I wanted to mention there about with with carriers and super carriers being tethered on the thing, right, uh, on the Fortizar, when they when they launch out their when they launch out their fighters, they continue to remain tethered. But that is a game mechanic that they're talking about changing with the upcoming structure changes. It is changing, yeah. That once sure. you launch your you just launch your fighters, you will you will break tether. So so in a situation like this, those those carriers and super carriers are not technically vulnerable yet. But in the future, they will be vulnerable for that entire path across, you know, that thousand kilometers. To give you an idea, they launched their fighters basically 40 minutes before the Keepstar was vulnerable so that they would have enough time to make the trip. And that's some forward thinking there, uh, knowing the calculations and stuff. Okay, people trying to uh, talk to me in-game is probably a bad idea. Uh, I am Matterall. I am on the field. I will be fielding uh, a ship uh, if we get brought into this. Um, I'm still in staging myself, but uh, I'm getting a barrage of uh, information now. One second. The uh, last local scan I got shows 700 corporations from 153 different alliances are currently present. Sheesh. And that was my team asking me to dock up because I got bumped. 
<laughs> so it looks like we're actually getting in the 5300 range right now. So what was the record there, Falcon? Uh, we actually just broke it, just as I was about to speak. Uh, it was 5337, uh, and we are currently at 5344. There's about 120 MC jumping in now with carriers and stuff. So I, should I think, think Horde is kind of think Horde is coming in. Darkness is coming in. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of stuff that's stuck in the world. I've been stuck in a black jump tunnel now for about five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I should think the uh, the NC dot carriers will probably be launching uh, sort of fighter to fighter squadrons to try and uh, you know they'll send them out superiority fighters to uh, engage the Imperium fighter bombers that will be heading to. To the Keepstar to try and bomb it. They'll send their anti-fighter you know, superiority squadrons up there to try and kill them all before they cross that thousand-kilometer gap that Graf was talking about. You know, it's funny. It's funny, matter all because uh, w just as you were announcing that you were being told to dock up and whatnot, I'm getting I'm getting a freaking DM from Otto Bismarck to t tell me to tell you that you need to dock <laughs> up. Like I'm here to save your Titan. <laughs> I was I saw like five or six people like messaging me and I was like, I can't talk to them right now. I'm busy. <laughs> like all of them are even Killer B's like, dock up, dock up. Uh but yeah, Killer B, Lady Scarlet, uh uh my directors, uh Tiberius too, they were all like trying to save my ass and they did. So I docked up and I'm cool. Thank you guys. Appreciate the looking out. Sweet baby Jesus, that's a lot of ships. Yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully we see a uh, you know some stats come out after this. You know, you know, not just about ships and not just about pilot numbers, right? But uh, maybe some potential estimated value that was in system uh, at its peak or anything like that. That'd be uh, that'd be interesting. Well, one of the Nixes that got killed was thirty billion. So it must have been Blingford. Ooh, I would estimate. If everybody drops all their things, I would probably estimate we would break the record for most ISK on field ever. Yeah, I mean, we're flying towards 5,400 in local now, so... Uh, reports from combatants inside 9-Tac-4 are that it is really difficult to move around, but they are trying to make their way back and forth uh, to get themselves into position. This Keepstar will come out in 26 minutes, uh, and that is when the war, the battle will start in earnest. That's when it's going to count. Link in a little screenshot in the Twitch chat uh, for a breakdown of Alliance members and what they've got in here right now. We're going to be joined by Vili pretty soon. Uh, we have some great FCs here. Uh, this is a real... Really lucky to have these guys talk to us through this fight. Uh, we will bring Vili in to join them. He's another great FC. Um, Falcon, a question, a question from the audience, actually from Joe Barbarian here at INN. He said, uh, he said, uh, are you able to ask Falcon? Oh, I'm going to miss it. Uh, well, if CCP basically has plans to be able to harden the server even more than what it's already doing, is that something that is that is in the works? Is it possible? So we've kind of reached a little bit of a dilemma um, because um, we did a really, really big upgrade in, uh, God, early 2016 when we did what's known as a Tranquility Tech Twig, uh, where we basically replaced all of our server hardware. And that gave us like a new ceiling for sort of how much a node can handle. 
Um, the problem that we've got is that uh, when we talk about a node, we talk about one core of a CPU um, and what that can process. So right now, 9TAC4 is sat on, uh, on an EVE process, basically, and it has one entire core of a CPU dedicated to it. But the way that EVE was coded, it was coded before multi-threading was a thing. Um, so it will, it basically, it, it it's not a case of um, scaling can work across cores. Basically, the only thing that would affect um, EVE's ability to run faster at this stage will be faster clock speeds. And because everyone knows, you know, you don't buy a 5, 6, 7, 8 gigahertz processor now. You buy a 3.3 that has four cores, eight threads. Uh, so you're, you're multi-threading, basically. And EVE doesn't take advantage of multi-threading at this stage. Um, but I know that uh, the guys are working on trying to up the ceiling even further so that we can get uh, more people into fights and have uh, bigger spectacles like this, let's say. Uh, another question that came in from Hippojax, and this is actually kind of interesting. Um, is there a system in place that allows you to replay the battles in real time? Uh, we don't have a system like that as far as I'm aware, but we basically, I suppose you could kind of do it if you really wanted to, because we do store all the combat logs. Uh, we even store all the shit that people are spamming in local right now as well so uh you know we store we store combat logs we store server side logs and we also store uh chat logs too so i think technically if you build some software to do it you could probably do so but nothing that ccp has there already where it's like they can kind of you know put out a video of of sort of what was going on no nothing at this stage Uh, we're joined by Otto Bismarck. Are you able to speak? I am, man. I'm super tired. I just woke up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> take take a few minutes. Get yourself together there. Are you Jesus okay, Christ, Otto? <laughs> He's just here to tell you that it's okay for you to untalk again. <laughs> oh, man. I'm just like, you got called out on Mumble, and I'm like, oh, my God, I don't even know if he's listening. I know. Everybody... Everybody jumped in to save my ass, and it's pretty embarrassing. But okay, it happens, right? I'm doing a few things at once. The hard part is the listening to both things. I can't listen to both at the same time. Um, we also are joined by Vili, uh, so we're happy to have him here as well. Another uh, legendary FC of this game, Fleet Commander. He's led many, many people into many, many fights, and some of the biggest ones the game's ever seen. How's it going, Vili? It's going well. Um, interesting to uh, watch the feed now. Looks like the Keepstar is going to be saved, so uh, that's definitely interesting. You think yeah. it's still got 22 minutes? I'm skeptical. I don't know, bud. <laughs> no, well, I'm, I'm looking at the stream, and I see 10% time dilation, and the fighters literally have to be on it already for this, there to be a chance to kill it with fighters. Am, am I wrong? No, they, they got, got one or two minutes. Titans out there, bud. They get 20 minutes to make the trip still. We'll see how that goes. 20 minutes and 10% tie That means two, <laughs> two minutes real time. So I know they'll make it 2,000 2, meters. It's fine. Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive, yeah. I, I mean, if they, like, I, I don't see a, a large amount, a properly set up uh, fighter boost chain. So I'm pretty much sure this is already saved at this point. So that's right, pretty depressing, first, I guess. Our first prediction. Well, Hopefully something happens. I don't know what can happen in this amount of time. 20 minutes. Well, what we saw from the uh, Keepstar, what was it? No, it was Triumvirate's uh, staging order back in IES. Was, you know, I, I yelled at people back then. Um, you need to be ready to go, you know, an hour before the thing is out because 
the, the time dilation kicks in and if you're not properly in the position you, you just can't do anything so um obviously if the fighters aren't already pretty fucking close then there, there's just no chance for them that i can see to push this thing any further unless of course they're gonna hard commit at zero you know anything could happen i guess <laughs> unless they've got a elite command destroyer crew ready to boost the fighters the rest of the way across there yeah i i mean as i said you know that that's uh the only real alternative that i w- would you know seed that would work in this situation but obviously uh if you use a command destroyer boost chain uh you put your fighters at a pretty significant amount of vulnerability to bombs even on the uh split off but uh they got to get that start sorted pretty quick uh 20 minutes you know is only two minutes in uh, under uh time dilation so two minutes to set up a boost chain in time dilation it's quite workable but you know uh, the clock is ticking We've got CCP Fozzie out in the uh, out in Twitch stream audience there answering some questions and watching along. It's a brave man. I think all these CCP devs that go into these chats with 5,000 Spurgeon nerds in it are brave. <laughs> as, uh, as people get busy, because uh, we have a great assembly of FCs here, uh, they will be popping in and out. Uh, so we just lost Moderator. He's with uh, Snuff, and he is in this. Uh, so he just dropped channel. He may be back if... Uh, if Time permits. We picked time up for him to put his big boy pants on. He's he's going to work. Uh, and we have uh, again we have Gig X, we have Celine, we have Grath, Harvey, uh, never Wait. convicted, Otto Bismarck, Thel, and Villy here with us talking us through this fight. I just uh, I just got of work. Did Nick's already die somehow? Four, Four Nixes died. Four Nixes. So what? They um, just fail warped up or? They cyanoed uh, right on top of the pandemic core keepster. Somebody lit a ba- <laughs> somebody lit a fakey cyano. Oh, of course, it out of course. And they jumped to it. <laughs> yeah. So we've got like uh, we've got about like sixty or seventy dudes running around. About like we had like about four different like subcap like small skirmish comps, and they're out in the first one right now, which ironically is uh, cormorants, and we just killed a goon carrier in QXW with cormorants. It's worth about six billion isk. Yeah, you guys do like your uh, cormorants. That's, they, that's mostly cormorants. That is what we stand for, and it seems to be <laughs> longbow feet. That being said, I guess they're uh, they're doing better than I predicted yesterday. I thought they would have a titan uh, take a pretty rough bounce by now and uh, be dead. So only four carriers jumping to a spy sign. So not too bad. Um. See. We have a question from uh, a combatant as to how the uh, how the fighters are working in this scenario. Uh, is the CPU affecting their performance? Generally, um, fighters work okay in time dilation. Like they're, it's difficult to get their torpedoes properly activated, but generally they uh, they click on at the same speed that they should. Um, sometimes they can get super buggy, uh, but for the most part, if the time dilation doesn't kick in in weird ways, uh, the fighters do okay. It's just, you know, with this much tie-dye, they have to be properly moved, and they don't seem to be as of yet. Oh, I see. Thanks for that. They, there's an additional component to this question. There is a patch that um, Intel had to, uh, I guess Intel had a problem with their security, and I wonder if that's affected the server performance. They patched it all out, though, and they already fixed that. Like that was why you had Windows updates for a week every day. 
Well, the problem with that patch, I believe the way it worked was that some of the speed uh, of the Intel processor itself uh, would have to be dialed back in order for the security patch to, hole to be covered. So you'd have to lose some performance. I need to write somebody a dirty letter because I've put in so many Windows patches last week. It's absurd. Every day it's like, hey, we need to shut down and install updates. What? Uh, I just saw the saddest thing ever. Elise Randolph has initiated self-destruction of their Raven. It will destroy in 120 seconds. Didn't they uh, make a change to uh, self-destruct uh... Chicken games. I think there, there was a little uh, there was a little bug, wasn't there? For a oh right, yeah, there, there was. It was a bug where you would still yeah. self-destruct even if you tried to cancel it. So if you cancelled it too late in the cycle, you would. Uh, you would but that's one of the most it, hilarious issues I've ever seen, actually. Uh, I believe it fixed. Yeah. Yeah, it was in patched fact, out uh, a couple of days after it was noticed. There was a there was a change that made you know when you initiated self destruct you you untethered so that you could then be shot um, as well so that was a little change to self destruct recently fairly recently I think so if I'm seeing the stream right I see fifty six hundred in local roughly that sounds right yeah can we have a rough count of what the attackers are at and what the defenders are at in terms of numbers uh, trying to get it right now the D scan is really really hard to get right now. Uh, roughly, this was at um, a different total, not 5,600. But when we had, um, actually, it's kind of, it's the last good scan we had, which was 44,000 people in system. Uh, that was roughly, hmm, where are the totals here? The northern group was, I have to do some quick math, about 2,400 in system, whereas the Imperium was, uh, that number can't be right. Uh, probably, well, these numbers are not going to be reliable, but probably, I, th I think it comes to a total of 16, just about 1,700. So more Northerners in there, they took the field first. That kind of makes sense. Uh, so it's probably around, uh, 2,500 to about 1,800 or 2,000. Uh, our tools for measuring this kind of fight are breaking down. Uh, there's uh, D-Scan, which is cutting out a lot of people. So those numbers aren't completely reliable. As we can see from the game giving us the information, there's 5,600 people inside this single system fighting it out. And I think it pretty much divides 60-40 more Northerners than uh, Imperium members in here so far. That seems to be uh, definitely not a good sign for... Uh chance of a fight then usually people uh on the offensive against something like keepstar Fortas are looking for an advantage usually in the at least 50 percent to two to one level but uh, obviously at this scale the offensive power of a keepstar or Fortasar is pretty insignificant on the field aside from the tether mechanic which is so uh, fundamental to the way the fight would take place but uh yeah 
Right. The uh, defenders, who are the north, have more people in, and they have the advantage of the Keepstar itself that is armed. Uh, and you can't see a scenario where they would, at this stage, with only 20 minutes to go before that timer is vulnerable, uh, jump in even more things to try to take it on. They would have to really be confident they could win this fight. Well, to be fair, like, because I can't tell from the stream and I'm not in system myself right now. Um, the theory, like, they could be prepping a proper light fighter boosh bomb, like, boosh, you know, a couple thousand light fighters into the center of that blob, turn on the MWDs of all those fighters, and, you know, if, they, if they're properly ready to um, throw fighters at it, uh, from what I can see, the, there wouldn't be a, like, obviously the space security fighters would come out uh, on force from a pandemic family uh, coalition here. But uh, I don't know if they'd be able to effectively stop it quick enough. Uh, just because there'd be so many targets that you would have a, a really difficult time uh, stopping the damage. But I don't see a proper boost set up from what I can see right now. So if they don't have that command destroyer chain to move the fighters a thousand kilometer distance, um, I, I don't know how they're going to pull this off. Well, I just had um, two accounts that were in the system tethered to the keep star and within about five minutes, each one of them crashed and I'm still trying to load both of them up. And we've had, we've had a few dudes jump in and have random warps and then they've crashed and they can't get back in. So uh, I think it's the hardware struggling, I think tonight. Yeah. Your local hasn't changed in the last 10 minutes that I've been looking at it. It's uh, held pretty consistently at 5,560 around that, which means that, every person trying to come in another person's dropping off or vice versa. Since as the timer comes closer and closer, you can usually expect locals going to continue to rise and rise and rise. And it would really shock me if this system did not hit seven or eight or 9,000. If that was, if it was, if members jumping in were uninhibited. My client um, did crash and I was able to log in, but it took me a couple tries. The first time I logged in, I didn't have any modules. The second time I tried to undock, and I just got a black screen. So, yeah. So, CCP Falcon, are we on fire there at CCP headquarters? Oh, we're not on fire, but uh, I was just chatting a little bit with, um, just looking at some stuff that uh, CCP Explorer has just been posting in one of our internal channels. Uh, and we're, uh, we're sat at like a solid, um, a solid 100% uh, CPU load uh, on the node that 9TAC4 is on. And uh, it's currently using, I believe, 17.4 gig of RAM. <laughs> Oh my God! The thermal imaging from space is actually not uh, the geothermal stuff underneath Reykjavik. Yeah, that is not a volcano. That is actually just PQ uh, in London. <laughs> yeah, no other game's gonna do anything like this at all. So the fact that this one even functions like this is a testament to something that you guys have done. I mean, oh, oh yeah, I mean, like many of us, like the true old schoolers here. Um, like, remember back in, I think it was Valor Venal, like 10 or 11 years ago, when we would jump 200 into 200 and we would just, you know, go straight to black screens. And yeah, a lot of wishing. That, that was some painful stuff. Uh, like, now you've got 5,500 people, and I'm sure the system could probably handle a little bit. Oh, it looks like maybe some spiders are moving. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the game is at least workable with this many people, but uh, obviously it's hitting you know, just the the maximum load it can really handle, which is unfortunate. 
So there we go, maxed out 74 gigabytes of RAM uh, and also 100% CPU load on the reinforced server for CCP. This is huge. We reached the maximum players in one system. Uh, I believe the previous record was 5,300. We're now at 5,600. And there's still, as you can see from this screen, although it is slow performance, you can see what's going on. And you know who our one of our chief competitors is, right? Snoop Dogg, literally streaming like Rust or some shit like that. <laughs> so, I saw that. I was like, is that Snoop Dogg? Is he? Yeah, it is definitely for sure. I, I'm pretty sure if I can't drop a C-bomb, I can't tell you what he's doing on screen right now. But I mean, he's, he's <laughs> definitely playing Rust. <laughs> Oh, I, that's what I thought. I was like, that guy looks just like Snoop Dogg. Can't be. All right. So uh, again, the latest news is that the server is, uh, the reinforced server is at 100% CPU and uh, all 74 gigabytes of RAM are just being uh, slammed by this 5,600 people in local. We're seeing a fleet warp down here. That's uh Definitely, like, and I am seeing fighters start to like from the angle I'm watching on the stream here. We're definitely seeing some fighters move up from the Fortinzar. Uh, what is this? Uh, looks like a destroyer group coming in at the right side. Yep, it's a jackdaw fleet that just landed. Um, I was able to, to view them here for briefly for a second when they were coming in, but yeah, it's a jackdaw, uh, Imperium jackdaw fleet that just showed up. Uh, actually, I think it might be actually two of them because there was two separate blobs that came. Is that in range of the Keepstar's point defense systems? Uh, I can't quite tell. I'm I'm not gonna lie, guys. I'm quite afraid to move the camera right now because a lot of other uh, streamers have actually been <laughs> trying to do the same exact thing and move around, and they keep crashing when it's happening. So I'm uh, trying not to move it too much so we yeah. can keep at least the view up. Yeah, don't risk it. We're seven minutes away from official time when that thing becomes vulnerable. I'm told that the fighter ball is 750 kilometers off the Keepstar, so almost no chance it gets there in time, but. So it's they confirmed still... then they're, they're, they're not going to go for a command destroyer chain uh, jump up there? They're, they're literally just trying good. to walk it? Okay, yeah, they're not going to make it in time then. Yeah, so I don't think just so. A... But they, again, they might just reinforce it again. This is just going to be a continuous thing until... Is there a so, to the they're not... So it? there has been a, uh, there has been a weekend. They, they probably won't meet the cat, will they? Uh, sorry, one second. Go ahead, Celine. No, I was going to say there has been a weekend since uh, it was hit and, you know, you can reset the vulnerability windows and I would be absolutely shocked if uh, the vulnerability window for this thing was not changed. So that way they wouldn't be able to reinforce it after this. So are you saying that from information you may have garnered from uh, channels, coordination channels you might be in with Pandemic Horde? No, I've been busy. I'm just saying that uh, Gobbins isn't an idiot. Well, well see, he put the timer here from AU time zone because they were actually kind of getting rolled over in the AU time zone. So they shifted all their timers to this time zone. I don't really know that there's another good time zone for him to shift them to, so he may leave them where they are. And just well, what he could have done is he could have just shifted. He could have put the whole, he could have stacked the whole timer like on Monday. And since it was already, you know, reinforced, it wouldn't have mattered. So when it comes out tonight, It'll go the rest of the week and be fine. Yeah, if you do it all to one day, you give yourself a pretty large window of vulnerability on that day. Um, I don't know if that's necessarily what uh, he would want to do. At this time, it's obvious that, yeah, the goons are going to be able to continue to harass the Keepstar and make plays against it. But 
on the other hand, uh, with this showing of force from Pandemic Family, it, it creates a situation where they're, you know, they can actually show up to defend it in a meaningful way. If you try and start playing around with the vulnerability timers, you're, you're hampering your own allies' ability to support you. Right. Uh, for those of you asking why MC is here, MC is part of the Northern group that you're seeing there. They're involved in the fight. And uh, we have Celine here, who's an FC, uh, former CCP dev actually as well, uh, a CSM chairman and a CEO and coalition leader. So this is like, uh, Celine has like just about every, every uh, what uh, criteria you need to be on these kinds of shows. Yeah, I but checked M all the boxes. I really should have quit a long time ago. Yeah, but MC, we're glad you didn't. But MC is here also. The troops are in the northern front. Yeah, many, 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 many years ago, Celine used to be my boss. When was that? Billy is a, Billy is a good man. He has gone on to build his own empire. <laughs> Hell, there, there was there was one month or two, I think I was Grath's boss. Like, yep. Eve is a crazy circle of uh, people learning and becoming better than those that they... Uh, or, or what was it? The apprentice surpassing the master, and uh, so on and so forth. Yeah, my, see, uh, I like I like Billy because he's a humble guy. That's it's his best quality. My <laughs> buddy vouched me into MC, and I went through all the process to get into Billy's corp. And then, literally two weeks later, the alliance blew apart into a thousand pieces. I like to think it's my fault. I, I still, honest <laughs> to God, I, st I still remember you roaming around in pure blind in a pilgrim and be like, "That dude's pretty cool." Yeah. Days. Yeah, I killed the, I killed a hauler one time and it had a rook inside of it. And like back then, if you killed a, if you found a rook, it was like I found a rook. Yeah, it was worth worth monies. And I didn't have any idea how to get it back. A, a rook back then would be worth more than the carrier now. Yeah, Lane is uh, still trying to poach me. You'll come so, back one day, buddy. So this destroyer ball is not moving off the Keepstar. Uh, it should be noted. Um, they had a couple warp offs. But for the most part, it seems to be anchoring up with a, a large orbit, or at least probably 10, 20k. Looks like they're pushing, maybe more. Um, they may be using that as a, a warp down to start an initial reinforce, just to hold the timer long enough that uh, the fighters can have a chance to get up there as quick possible. And they've got another fleet coming down the left. Looks like a combination of uh, probably jackdaws again. I think uh, looks like destroyer class ships. The the you know main force of a uh, Pandemic Family's uh, carrier and uh, super carrier and battleship forces isn't going to do super well trying to kill destroyers. They'll, they'll do okay, I assume, but, uh, you know, a lot of targets, it wouldn't surprise me if they were able to easily uh, put the thing on pause and just throw bodies at the problem until the fighters can uh, move into position. We have a fresh group of numbers. Um, actually, we have a question coming in for Vili uh, from Bjorn, another streamer. So we'll get to that in just a second, but... Uh, before that, uh, inside of the Southern Forces, the Imperium, I believe still in staging is 2,000 people. Uh, oh, actually, that is everybody. Let me figure out how to read these charts. I'll come back to you in a second. But basically, there's a new record for EVE in this battle. We have over 5,600 people fighting in the same fight. And there are more people on standby in staging grounds in the north and in the south ready to jump in. Local is climbing. It's up to like 5,900 now. And I'm looking at the um, the drone stream going at the fighter, and it does look like there's about 8 or 10 
uh, Pontifexes from goons that are aligned, ready to boosh. So that might happen in the next minute or so. Okay, so the question from uh, Bjorn, again, another streamer, is uh, for Vili. As fighters need a lot of time, what about Sino in Tenish Suicide Dreads to possible to pause the timer, especially from outside of tie-dye? Yep, that can absolutely work if you're willing to go that train. Um, basically, what is going to happen is the Dreads are going to jump in. Um, they're going to immediately go into Siege, immediately lock a Keepstar, and start applying DPS. It'd basically be a situation where you're throwing a Dread out of it a dread at it every what, 30 seconds, you're, you're basically going to try and kill it entirely on dread, uh, a dreadnought uh, ship classes, emergency hull energizers. So you jump the dreadnought in, you siege it, you start shooting, you allow 10 seconds, quote unquote, for, uh, you know, enemy lock times and doomsday warm off cycles. And then you probably immediately go pop your emergency hull energizers before you get hit by three or four doomsdays and instantly die so that you can hold through that 20 seconds. Then you've got 20 seconds, you know, in time dilation, two minutes uh, worth of applicable damage on the Keepstar would be enough to, uh, in theory, keep it paused. But you'd have to have probably 200 Dreadnoughts ready to go if you're going to, ready to use, if you're going to try and uh, Dreadnought uh, damage chain uh, to keep the Keepstar timer paused and uh, uh, taking damage. I, I mean, that would honestly be a really, really effective strategy to work with if, uh, if they were prepared for it. I, I don't know if they are. And maybe and if we see a sign of go up here in a few seconds, uh, that would definitely be a workable strategy. Uh, but like the, the timer's out now, looks like. So they got to start soon. It's like another jacked off fleet landing, smaller off to the left, they keep star. Yeah, they're going to yeah. use these small fleets to probably try and get it, but they've got to hit like 96,000 DPS to, to damage cap it. And well, no, you don't need to damage cap. They just need to hit the yeah. pause timer, which is what ten percent of uh, the damage yeah. cap, I believe. Yeah, so ten percent of that. So it's it's not a lot, but I mean, it just means it's going to stretch out a bit. But we've well, still got people. Cra I mean, jackdaws with uh, three hundred DPS each, thirty jackdaws or three, yeah, three jackdaws per thousand DPS, roughly. So you only really need about 30, 40 jackdaws, and there's certainly at least seventy or eighty, I'm sure, in each of those fleets. So uh, it's well within the possibility that those jacked off fleets can get it paused and that'll buy time for the fighters to get up there. And then you're kind of off to the races in uh, a battle of basically can uh, pandemic families shoot down uh, enough ships to uh, stop the incoming damage. The, Sorry, uh, the tie dye affects that incoming damage as well, though, right? So those 30 or 40 jack doors needs to be. No, it doesn't. It doesn't? No. So what happens is the time dilation. Uh, is effect affects the damage cap equally uh, for the damage. So if there's 300 dam, like if if you're shooting a structure uh, to its damage cap with 3,000 damage, that 3,000 damage is a, the damage is applied the exact same at to time dilation as the damage cap is. So if in 10 seconds um, you will apply the same damage, I'm not explaining this properly. It's a difficult concept to. Uh, word it's okay that's okay get your thoughts together i want to make a quick correction that was bjorn not the streamer bjorn b it was bjorn Yuhinen. uh my mistake so thank you bjorn for that question it's a good question for Billy earlier on 